Dr. Hitler? Yes. You served World War II. I did, yes. You killed like millions of people. I did terrible things. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just fear me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart and Scott. And this is the Fear Me podcast, episode 76, where we are covering Preacher tonight, which is season two, episode three. We're going to do two different um, episodes, Damsels and uh, episode four, Victor. So Mm -hmm. last week's and this week's, because we got messed up a little bit last week because of all the Fourth of July festivities. I know the fireworks confused us. Totally. We were like freaked out cats. (laughs) <laughs> like, God, we how do we see. work this stuff? We couldn't see our microphones and things like no. that. It was just a mess. Yeah. We, we got thrown off base when we had to record together. Couldn't get Scott away from the window. No. He's growling. I had to see. I had to see. So it's a two-for-one-er tonight. Two-for. Two-for, yeah. All right, very good. And this is the last time we have to do this because no more fear next week. Yeah, that's right. So next week we'll just have one podcast coming up. There will always be fear. I'm always fearful. There will no be no more fear of the walking dead. <laughs> there will be a fear me. There will be fear me. Exactly. <laughs> so how are you guys doing tonight? Tired. Lots of children around. One of the boys lost a tooth tonight. <laughs> there was a, blood everywhere. That's a nightly explanation. <laughs> lots of children around everywhere. Driving me crazy. Yeah, the the hope is that there will not be children around during the podcast because yes. we had some some bit of snafus that were happening uh, right Little before drama. We were getting started. Yeah, lots of drama. Little drama. Lots mm-hmm. of drama. In the way of a tooth. Yes. Really, it's nothing new with you guys, so. No. no. I think we lose one tooth a week around no, here. Yeah, our, our um, well, not youngest, our middle son got, uh, looks like a hockey player at the moment. Well, nice. you know those refrigerator clips that you—that's a magnet and it'll hold papers. It's like a, like an alligator clip, and you put it on your refrigerator. He put it on his tooth, and the stupid thing <laughs> popped, and it ripped his tooth out of his face. And there's uh, blood everywhere, and it was really bad. <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm talking trying about to, fear me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you want to see blood and guts, come on over and hang out for a day. And that just <laughs> happened an hour ago. So nice, nice. <laughs> so we're hoping he doesn't. Come screaming down the stairs at any moment. How are you, Scott? Oh, just lovely. Just lovely. It's this Friday for me. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, you, you are in sleep good, tomorrow. good shape, man. Yes, I will be sleeping in tomorrow. Actually, I'll probably wake up as usual at the break of dawn. And you have one more week before, before we lose you, right? Yeah, vacation, uh, baby. Vacation. Well, we're going to miss you. We'll miss you. But still, that's awesome. Yeah, well deserved. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, since you've got so much drama and so forth in your household, Kimmy, what are you drinking tonight? Okay, I'm drinking a very interesting beer tonight, and I haven't tried it yet. (laughs) Okay. This is from Monday Night Brewery right here in Atlanta. It's called Serrano Eye Patch Ale. 
brewed with serrano peppers. <laughs> oh it's my. got flames on the bottle. You haven't it tasted it yet. It smells a bit peppery. Have you tasted it yet? No, not yet. Ah, I'm this a is going to be good. Hmm. This is from their, cli- their clip-on series. Their logo's a, <laughs> a tie. That's actually not bad. No? It'd just... be really good with some chips. I got to taste it. Like, you need some guacamole. Why are you sweating? That's really good, actually. I Ooh, like it. That's got a kick. It is good. I, I, there's actually, um, I think there's three different breweries around us that are doing stuff with peppers in the beer. Yeah, we've got big, ha, uh, habaneros real big up really? here. Really? See, that Habanero sounds beer. rough. Yes. Yeah. That's going to bite. Tell that me has about a it. bite. It says it. it was a happy accident that led to the brew, brewing of this beer. Okay. I wonder wow. how you have that kind of accident. But yeah. anyways, yeah, so I recommend this. This is pretty good. It's better nice. than fruity crap. <laughs> it's well put. <laughs> is that on the bottle? <laughs> it's better than quote, fruity crap. That's a quote from Kim. Yeah, I think you should trademark that and send it to him. It's better than fruity crap. <laughs> and I've got one of their other beers uh, from Monday Night Brewing. Is the Slap Fight uh, India Pale Ale. I love that name. <laughs> Does it slap you around a little bit? It's good. It's not, it's actually it does it's not like sharp or anything. It's good. And in fact, uh, Monday Night Brewery. There is a development here that was called Pont City Market that's actually been extremely successful in Atlanta. And if you come to Atlanta, you should go see it. They're doing... It's like a converted uh, warehouse. It's actually an old district, Sears right? building. It's actually an old Sears. Yeah, Sears uh, factory. What no, it? it was a Sears store. Was it a Sears store? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the interior looks extremely like, like a factory, totally. It's, it's really well done. It's cool. So it's worth seeing if you come to Atlanta. But they're planning on doing another one southwest uh, Atlanta, which really needs some sort of development. And uh, their flagship there is going to be a brand new brewery for Monday Night Brewing because brewing because they're so successful right now. So um, that'll actually be pretty exciting. Yeah, last time I was down there, it was like Monday Night Breweries stuff was all over the place. Yeah, they're good. My it's lips good are on fire right now. They got you now, didn't they? Yeah, you got to keep Ooh, drinking. Wow. That's the one thing with the pepper. Don't mm. put it down. Yeah, keep fighting it. Keep fighting it. We're going to have to bring one of those to Scott. Oh, like, that's yeah. smooth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, what do you got? I am drinking a beer from uh, Benford Brewing um, out of Lancaster, South Carolina. It's called uh, I-77 Pale Ale. I-77 is the highway that runs between uh, Charlotte, fr- runs from, um, where is it running from? Ohio down all the way to uh, Florida. Yeah, where right? the hell ever. No, no, no. I take it back. No, it only goes as far as Columbia, South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, exactly, which is a major destination. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes. Um <laughs> For Lindsey Graham, I think. That's about it. Yeah, nobody in Charlotte likes I-77, I can tell <laughs> no. you that. Matter of fact, the can can says, when you're really stuck at 77 South, this beer celebrates everything you hate about I-77 South. It's unyielding, full, and it slows down the entire world, giving you nothing better to do than ponder your surroundings, life, and why that car in front of you with a church sticker in the back window while the driver was flipping you off. <laughs> Welcome to Carolina, and welcome to 77 South Hoppy Pale Ale. Awesome. That's good. I love it. Such a lovely yeah. contrast. Um, this is a this is a dry beer. Let me tell you, it is. A, if you if you like a dry beer, this is a dry. Like you beer. have to have a cup of water on the side. Yep, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I mean, for those people that that would like a you know a very dry beer, this is this is definitely one to go. For. So it's flipping you off while saving your soul, without a doubt. And it's taking it's taking its damn time to do it. <laughs> All right, might need a couple then. <laughs> 
So, we are going to handle these as if they are one long episode, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I think it kind of works that way, though. And I, th- I, would, I tweeted that out, actually, earlier, because, you know, the first one of the, uh, what, episode three is kind of our introduction to Hell, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Louise, yeah, Nola. And so, and then, then this one kind of leads right into, you know, what was being built up from that first episode. Right. And it also brings us into our other sub story, which is the uh, Tulip's relationship with Vicky. Yeah, right. And which is, I mean, that's pretty much the heart of, of why she didn't want to go to New Orleans in the first place. And honestly, I, going back through the first episode, I, we did not really, and I didn't really enjoy the first one all that much just because I did feel like it was just teeing everything up. Uh, but kind of going back through some of the details there, I mean, there was a lot that happened there that was good. I don't know. You, I, I, mean, I, I enjoyed the, the fourth episode a lot more with Victor for sure, but. Yeah, it was a bit slow. The third one was damsels. We got a lot of backstory on what happened with Eugene, and we found out about hell, about what it's like, mm-hmm. and um, we're introduced to New Orleans, like you said, and and Dennis. Dennis is a cool character. Dennis actually is. I like him. <laughs> For all his mystery, he is. He's actually he is interesting. I think. Yeah. Well, he's another one of those quirky characters that's kind of on the periphery of the show. Uh-huh. Right. And you have to have those guys, or this show just doesn't work. Yeah, so it was a slow episode, but I think it was a needed episode. We got a lot of information out of it. It's it's To me, it's kind of resetting the environment. And I don't know how long they're going to stay in New Orleans, but it feels like they're resetting from the first season where they had a right. town that mm-hmm. everything was centered around. True. And there was, like, the mascot guy. And, you know, we got our dog back, God. And we got... You know well, what I mean? Like, well, next season, next episode is called Dallas. So I think that's history of what happened in Dallas, though. I don't Maybe. know that. I don't know that they're actually leaving New Orleans. I feel like I feel like they're setting like all these other characters into play. Dennis, even Cassidy, is one. you know, Cassidy said to Dennis, you know, that hey, we're gonna, you know, he says we're gonna want to stay with you, and we'll probably be staying for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they're putting down roots there for a little while. I think I'm gonna need to get some chapstick. <laughs> that beer's really good to you. Oh my god, my lips are on fire. It, you know what you need? PBR as a chaser. <laughs> Ooh, god. You need a PBR chaser. Oh my god, that's weird. Sorry, oh, I digress. <laughs> yeah, drink that PBR and you'll be over the bathroom later on. The you know what? It, it's kind of fitting for our talk about New Orleans, though. They like their spice there. And we're talking about hell. And we're talking about a hell. So yeah, so maybe your mouth should be on fire. Yeah. Although hell in this um, series is not too scary, I mean, do you think? <laughs> no, it's it's caricature, just like anything else. It's it's like Scott's. It's quirky. Yeah, it's it's odd in its own little way. But There's it's no like devil with huge horns no, so far. No, it's it's a it's like a factory. It's you know it's like a processing plant. It's yeah. for, it's depressing and psycho. It's a psychological hell. Well, yeah. for sure. And I think, you know, again, that first episode, you get kind of set up with all this kind of stuff as questions. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and the second episode answers a lot of that. So I think that's why I think like these two together, like I think work well, uh, probably were, would have worked well watching them sequentially. I, you know, it's funny, though. It, it, I was actually really in into the um, Jesse chasing after God story in the in uh, episode three. 
with the uh, the secret society and the singer and so forth. I thought all that was very interesting. I, I the the story with Victor and even the story in Hell for me have kind of bogged down the show. Really, Victor um, has bogged. Yeah, down? I was. Yeah, I was really I was really disappointed that they didn't they didn't give us more about the uh, the van and the guys in the white coats in the second episode. Oh. It's like that was almost completely forgotten. Well, even though he does talk to Cassidy about it, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, that whole that that storyline of them chasing God and so forth, I find it is really cool. And, and that's where they're running in some really great characters and so forth. Yeah, the other stuff's interesting, but it's just it's it's been especially the the uh, the stuff with uh, Victor has been very slow. Uh, yeah, but again, I think all you know, it's all kind of setting up stuff right now. I know. And I, and I think I um, that and that's where the the second episode made it a little bit more exciting because you're right. The first one, it was like to me, it was like, well, what the hell is going on with the singer? And mm-hmm. the but I loved people, it. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't enough for me to really like it, you know. Mm-hmm. In the in the first episode, I think I got it a little bit more in the second episode. I was, well, I liked it because there was a, the whole under, underground society kind of this whole other thing is going on with God. There's not only them looking for it, but there's all all kinds of people out there looking for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of underground societies with God. Mm-hmm. When they first ask for God, when they're walking around, <laughs> and they find dog, <laughs> yeah, and they find dog. <laughs> that That's was right. very weird. <laughs> yes, it was. When they zoomed in, I just love the way Cassidy whips out the water bills. Exactly. I, I was going to say that too. Pay for it anyway. He's like, okay, there's, which one you do? There's no question. It's like sure. There's okay. no question in his mind. He's going. He's like, oh. Well, what? What? Well, sure. I want to see, see what's going on. <laughs> when they zoomed in on the dog's eye, though, was that part of a mask, or was that like you saw his eye was like all black? Yeah, is his eye painted under the mask? His eye was painted yeah. under the mask. Yeah, he it looked like had... his glassy eyeball, though. Well, he's, like it he's, looked like he's in New Orleans. And inhuman. He's hot. Oh, I no, don't, no, 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 no. Okay, you're getting all X files. I don't think he's inhuman. I don't think he's inhuman. I think he's just weird, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's to come. I I, I don't think that's going to go away because again, I thought it went away, and then there was that girl that was like, "Oh, you guys were looking for God? Did you hear about the dog and the yeah?" When they, <laughs> but outside of the club, I think when Jesse was like asking for something, like outside of right. another jazz, club he was asking for God. Yes, and he left the club, and she came out after him. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, that's the storyline I'm most interested in is, is the dog. I'm interested in the trail after God. <laughs> I'm interested in the, the saint of killers. Yeah. And so forth like that. I, I'm not so interested in the other two stories as much. Don't get me wrong. I probably will be later on. I'm sure we'll find out how they intertwine, but right now they just kind of run parallel with each other. And I really wanted to focus on that central story more than anything. Well, I think th- one of the, the big pluses of that first episode, episode three, was um, finding out uh, Eugene's backstory. Mm-hmm. For sure. With how the whole accident happened that he killed that girl. He didn't kill her. Well, that she killed herself. Well, she didn't kill herself either. Yes, she she did. did, actually. She she Remember? was like... She, she got <laughs> mad at him and then pulled she, the gun back out again and blew the top yeah, of her she head. Was she was mad still alive. because... Well, she's she's brain dead. She's oh, in the she's bed. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's her right. mom puts yeah, a right, wig right. on her. 
Okay, well, he, yeah, she tried to kill herself, and then he tried to kill himself. Neither worked out very well. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly because she was, like, disgusted by him, because he, when she leaned on his shoulder, he went in for a kiss. Has that ever happened to you? Not the brain-blowing-out part. <laughs> <laughs> but when she starts talking and he's like he, he the rest of the scene oh yeah <laughs> all the time oh really <laughs> weekly <laughs> do tell but yeah so he goes in because she's still like moving her mouth around he's like oh you're okay it's not that bad and he's like trying to put her brains back in Oh. That squishy sound. Oh. Yeah, and then the mom shows up and starts knocking on the door, like, "What are you doing in there?" I know, Eugene, you're a monster. Yeah. So it was that was actually a pretty. It was good to see like what happened, but it was it was uh, right. Uh, I don't know. And don't get me wrong. I thought I thought aspects of of, of the hell scenes were really cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the 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 way the warden's voice kept changing. Oh right, yep. I thought that was a really cool. I effect. did not notice that. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, it went from a woman to a man's voice back and oh, forth. Oh, I did not notice yep. that at all. Yeah, it was really cool. Kind of like Scott's voice. You know, and, and the other inmates and so forth, and his in his interactions with uh, Adolf Hitler. But let me ask you this. So, so we find out that in hell you end up in a cell, and your worst memory is played over and over and over again. On mm-hmm. you, okay? And Eugene's memory is the one we saw where he was with the girl... Who blew her top of her Tracy. head off? Okay, mm-hmm. but Adolf Hitler—he ends up in Adolf Hitler's room because he gets locked out of his room, and Adolf Hitler's worst memory is playing, and it's in Munich in 1919, and he's having—he's having a, uh, I guess, lunch with the with the woman. What was that about? What was what was the nightmare of that one? I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if we got to see the whole thing. I know I that at one did. point the Jewish guy runs into his chair. Which humiliates him. Yeah, which humiliates a little bit, but he, the guy apologized, and he's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And then you started hearing, what, machine gun fire and stuff outside. So something else was happening outside. And then she made the comment about how all communists should die. Isn't mm-hmm. that what it was? Yep. Um, and then the machine turned off. I don't think we heard anything more, right? You know what I think it was? You know what I think it was? And I'm just speculating here, but... She may she makes a particular point out of the art dealer that's in the back and how she wants she wants Hitler to show his artwork to this to this um, dealer and and he's like oh it's not ready blah 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 and he evidently is not going to show it and I wonder if it's his, his worst memory because he might have saved himself had he gone and done mm-hmm. that yeah. That, that yeah. maybe that that his choice not to show his artwork to the dealer, that his choice of of staying the way he was and and so forth, ended up making him into Adolf. Changed his path in life, right? So I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I you know we may never find out. I have a feeling we actually won't. I think we're supposed to interpret it based on what we saw. I have to ask though, why did why did Eugene's cell lock before anybody else's did? And then Adolf was um, like, I don't know. He was like, oh, well, just come in mine. If it locks, you can't get in. Once it's locked, you can't get in. And then he was like, just come in mine. It's supposed to be a glitch in the system. Yeah. Which it seems like I would hang out in his for a while because you get food. It seemed <laughs> like a nice restaurant. And it's not your nightmare. Yeah, it's not your nightmare. Yeah. But you get Take to a break. Yeah, it's not your nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Evidently, something was going wrong with Eugene's pod because uh, even his camera stopped working. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I think it. 
it was just a way for us to meet some new people. Like the um, the 1950s girls that came out with their hair all yes. done up and and the glasses. Yeah. yeah. That was pointed glasses. That was actually really like. cool to see people from different eras. And then wasn't that guy like a? There was one guy that was like a um, caveman or something. Oh yeah. Yes. Was, yeah. He was looking at the fire on the <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah. That was and Tyler's case. like, speak English, man, speak English. <laughs> That's that was right. funny. That was very funny. That was so good. it was a good way for us to see that, like, you're not going to see just the people that we would think you would see there. Right. You're going to see debutantes and people from way back in the day. That's really cool. Unless you go in the hole, and then we don't know what you see in the hole. I'm sure we're going to find out what's mm. in the hole. Yeah. I have a feeling. Maybe. But it, it, I mean, they maybe, talked about Maybe it the hole just stays this nebulous, nebulous threat. It harkens back to their original plate, their city that they were in. True. Which and is the now meat a hole. packing plant <laughs> and all that stuff, you know? Mm, I mean, it, it's true. that factory yeah. kind of feel to everything. Mm-hmm. Don't drink it if you don't want to drink it. <laughs> My nose is tingling now. <laughs> Kim is having issues with her beer. <laughs> it's good. It's still good. I like it. You still gonna uh, it's powering still, through it? Still sponsoring that one for people? Yeah. Recommending? I, I recommend it. Okay. There's there's people out there that are really into the spicy beers right now. Hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not kidding. There's several um, breweries up here that make a like a jalapeno. I'm willing to drink um, it. It's good. I mean, it's definitely doing something different to my face than. <laughs> Normal would, beers would do. Do you think it would sting if you put it in your eye? Hell yeah. You want to try it? No. I dare you. No. Mmm. This is a beer that Keller would probably drink. He loves spice. Mm. He is four. Yes. I know. <laughs> you shouldn't drink it right now. We digress again. Yeah. No, we were talking about hell. Yeah. And I think we're pretty much done with talking about hell. Okay. Yeah, hell is hell. We've got uh, all of them back in the car on their way to New Orleans, and they start listening to the jazz music. Yes. Which, yes. Honestly, oh, yes. I think they spent way too much time in the car discussing mm-hmm. all this stuff as they were going down. But so uh, Jesse's listening to the same song over and over and over, and he's trying to figure out what is so important about the song. Mm-hmm. And I wish he had done that a little bit less because it was giving me a headache. Yes, it was. Yeah. It, it took it took a little bit. It was not time. the best jazz song I've heard. Nope. No. He ends up chasing after the song pretty much, right? From bar to bar. Yes. Until he runs into that one guy that is familiar with the music and gets the jazz band to play it. And that's when he finds out, you know, what the title of the song is. And it's the end of the world. It's about the end. Yeah, it's, a, it's called right. A Walk to the Peak. But yeah, it's yeah. actually, it's about the end of the world. Right. Yeah. And that's God's favorite song. Yeah. Favorite jazz song. Well, Which, that's sad. Well, yeah, but that was actually, that was, when he said that, that was a great scene though, because it was just like, mm-hmm. you kind of felt emotionally kind of tied to it. It was like, Jesse's been searching this whole thing out and you're like, why is he so, mm-hmm. you know, enamored with trying to figure out what is the song? And, and, and uh, now, now he knows. And, and you're like, there was okay, a reason well, he needed to know. Right. God left heaven. His favorite song is the end of the world. Is this the end of the world? Is this is this right. it? Like his masterpiece is falling apart. Yeah. yeah. And actually, after you've heard what he says, you're like, yeah, that song actually does sound kind of like the end of the world. It's total chaos. I do have to say their introduction of New Orleans feels like New Orleans. Yes. When mm-hmm. they panned out over... Um, 
the street and you see the throng of people and all the lights and the sounds. I was like, yep. wow. Well, even when you like go to, right there, when you go to Dennis's house or when you're at Victor's <gasps> house and it's yes. like, you know, the yes. wallpaper that's on the walls, the incredibly tall ceilings, the, t- yes. yeah, the tall ceilings, the um, Dennis's house was uh, cool. Mustiness of everything. The mildew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff kind of coming through the wallpaper. Like, you yeah. know, like the worn feeling of everything, the mm-hmm. worn feeling of the bricks and things like that. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it definitely feels like New Orleans. They captured it well. Um, and, yeah, you just feel like you're just, like, coated in sweat no matter where you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you have yeah, to that's... have a beer in your hand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Spicy so, Serrano beer. I really want to know what the relationship is with Dennis and Cassidy. Well, the cool thing well, is, yeah, I, I was actually wondering, is, is there actually a relationship there? Is he, like, completely just playing this off and the guy's just going along with it? Mm-hmm. But there is another podcast, the Preacher versus Preacher podcast. And what they do is they actually compare the comic book uh, to what's actually on screen. Okay. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so, um, and they... I have to listen to that. Yeah, it's good. They actually have translated the French... That Dennis is saying, and it is very, it's relating very much to a conversation between the two of them. Does one of them speak French in the podcast? Uh, that I don't know. No. I don't know if one of them speaks French. I haven't listened to it that intently. Okay. So what is he saying? Do you want me to read it right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious as to what Dennis is saying. Okay. So in the first one, um, okay, just to set it up. Mm-hmm. He actually thinks that Tulip is a prostitute. Dennis, that oh. is. Okay, so Dennis he says, yeah, so he says, it's not Dennis, it's Denny. What do you want now? You always want something, don't you? Perhaps it's nothing, or it'll be different this time. After you come into my home, you turn the apartment into a pigsty, you eat, you drink, and you crazy party all night long. And where are the other prostitutes? I'm getting too old for this. So that was on. That was when they first... They get the door? Yeah, when they first opened the door, he opened the door to her. Right. And the second episode, he said, um, why, why all these people in my apartment? You're so selfish. You've been selfish your whole life, haven't you? And why should I endure you anymore? <laughs> was that when, was that when uh, Cass... Or, um... Uh, Jesse was introducing himself. Yeah, I think same so. thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, when he kind of went off at that point. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. I'm glad they got that translation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because you know we had the um, closed captioned on, and it still didn't translate it for us. No, hmm. I don't know that it said anything. Did it? Did it? I don't think so. Uh huh. Okay. But it did translate Eugene, though, right? Yeah, it translates Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> it does for everybody. Oh. <laughs> um. Just, Sorry. Just, just to let you know. Fine. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's good to hear that there's actually there, and it's kind of eye opening to hear that there actually is some conversation that he's having with <laughs> with Cassidy because they are right. familiar with each other for real. And Cassidy has no idea what he's saying. He has either. no idea what he's saying. And in fact, I thought it was kind of funny because didn't he bring him like some M&Ms? Uh, candy? Yeah, I mean, peanut M Ms mm-hmm. or something like that, and he put him to the side. And he was mm-hmm. like, these, I know you like the peanut M&M's. And he put them to the side. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jesse, when Jesse arrives, he says, oh, hey, there's Dennis. And Dennis like, <laughs> and Jesse's like, oh, you know, he's just a little tired and French. And <laughs> <laughs> <In> French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's great. That's great. So they, um, 
I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but we end up having Cassidy and Jesse finding the actor who played God on TV. Mm-hmm. He's doing a uh, Katrina infomercial. Yeah, which his um, agent was really funny. I actually like that character, too. But even before that, though, one of my favorite lines of the show, though, was um, when they were watching it, you know, watching that Katrina thing and. Cassidy's like Freddie Muse Freddie Munoz, huge talent. <laughs> <laughs> that was kinda of funny to see him on there. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And you've got the the what were they were setting up our our guy that's who the fake god. And he's yes. like laying under a urinal. <laughs> and Freddie Munoz is peeing in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah so anyway like you said they find out that uh that evidently the god actor is a local guy and they go to a teddy teddy gunf uh mm-hmm. agency right <laughs> do you like teddy i do he's teddy funny. was a riot he was funny they're actually selling uh teddy gunf t-shirts i think off the preacher website now nice yeah. for real yeah i'll get like one the for bob, christmas bob blah blah yeah t-shirts. bob blah blah yeah, the next thing you know, he's going to have his own spinoff show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's not the way things work here, Chief. <laughs> I actually liked when he was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I, I told him to send me the uh, interview tape. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I bitch him. I had to have that interview tape. And he was like, so did you watch? He's like, no one watches that crap. <laughs> you don't want to watch those. You ever see those? <laughs> he's like, so why the hell did you fight for it so much? <laughs> 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 they kept they kept trying to steer them to the to the uh, the new Cuban guy you got. Yeah, exactly. are, you, are you really are you really stuck on the uh, European white guy? Yeah, are you tall. You're looking for tall, right? So tall. That's not Jewish. how this works. If God is really missing and the angels in heaven are supposed to be like in our minds all sophisticated and you know kind mm-hmm. of on the up and up, right? Why mm-hmm. in the world would they go to New Orleans and get some offbeat? Actor to play oh, God. Why are, why are they choosing this yeah. guy? Well, with an obviously fake have, beard and hair, and well, they I, must have heard about Mark and Mark Harlick and really liked his work. <laughs> he, he really, he really must have sold it with that Katrina ad. He definitely had a good God beard going on there. I think he could. They could have done better. <laughs> why not Brad Pitt or somebody? But the point, what you're saying though, is actually pretty good. I mean, the angels are there, right? So mm-hmm. they're not actually with God though. Mm-mm. But they're in the same town, setting this up so that they have their fake god when anybody calls for, you know, some saving, whatnot. Which I thought it was also funny that the lines they were having him do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 the fierce god or the forgiving god. Yeah, but they also had him do the prophetic, you know, be watching for the signs of things going bad. Yeah. And I think that one actually was was something that will be relevant to the show. But there is no real true connection between why the angels would be there and if they didn't know where God was. And then well, God yeah. God being there just looking for jazz, looking for the music. Maybe maybe they are uh maybe they're desperate because God's up and disappeared and they got to find somebody. They're trying for some desperate plan to to cover for God. Well, desperation does find you in New Orleans a lot of times, so it does. It does. Well, I can see that. I'm sure we'll see more of Mark. So, Tulip. 
Tulip's playing two men now. She's got Jesse and she's got Victor. And all along, obviously she knows she's still married to Victor. And yet she lets uh, Jesse, she strings him along thinking they're going to get married. Why do you think she would do something like that? Why did she let it go as far as yeah, it went? Almost to the altar. I would like to ask you why that. Because give us the woman's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I am not really sure. <laughs> I mean, was she just trying to, um, maybe she in her mind, she's just ignoring the fact that that life ever happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what she's doing. But, I mean, anything she does with Jesse is not going to be legal, right? Like, it's just, it's more like I don't know if she's like a, that worried about legal, Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I think maybe she's she's more like, this is a marriage between two souls. It's not on paper, mm-hmm. you know? And so she doesn't care about Victor. But it makes me wonder, like, why she married Victor in the first place. It sounds like maybe it was a coercion type thing. Like, she had to. We'll find out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe so. But, you know, it's funny. She... Everybody was pissed at her, okay? That was obvious. Which leads me to think that they really liked her before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was you getting know? the cold shoulder from everyone. She's, like, walking around right. the little mansion. So I don't know how much how much I would say she was coerced into the marriage. She evidently seemed to be part of that community and very popular there. And because she burned Victor... Doesn't mean she's in love with Victor, ever. No. I think the interesting part that how how that played out though was that the entire time this was going on, I felt like it, she was uh, one of the people that worked there, and she somehow screwed Victor over in some big way. I didn't realize it was because of the mm-hmm. marriage thing. I didn't. Yeah, think it you was thought be- she was part of the maybe part of the posse also. Yeah, I thought there. I I definitely thought at the start that there was some sort of relationship there. But as it was kind of going through with the the her dealing with the torture guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, how's it going? Whatever his name mm-hmm. was, Eddie or Bruce. something. Yeah, and then she's walking around the whole place and saying, Ben. His name was Ben. Oh, Ben. And then she's walking around the whole mansion and she's like, hey, guys, oh, don't play those cards. He'll take you every time, like all that kind of stuff. I totally thought, I thought she was like one of the guys. I thought she was one of the hitmen. Kind of no, I thought I thought she end. was I thought she was at, at least Victor's girlfriend. You know, we know that she manipulates people and manipulates situations that are in order to benefit herself. Mm-hmm. And so if she saw a way for a relationship with Victor to benefit something that she needed, she was going to pursue it. And mm-hmm. I think we know from past experiences that she can be really, really sweet. She can lay it on thick when she needs to. But she can also be kind of like, you know, like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, you know, that's why the guys... a bazooka. Yeah, part of yeah, the reason of why I, I, was, I thought she was at least his girlfriend is because I don't know if they would go to all the trouble that they went through to find her if it were just one of the guys. Well, no, that's what I said you know at the start, I mean? was that I think that there was, I always thought there was some sort of relationship there, but as they right. got more and more into it when she was mm-hmm. there, I felt like, oh, well, maybe she is just like one of their hitmen. But she definitely, uh, she definitely hung out with the guys, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was definitely one of the crew, there's no doubt about that. But I would think that, that I would think that Victor's crew is pretty much, they're all part of the crew. Yeah. 
whether it's wife or or the or the the cook or anything they're all part of the crew needs more salt needs more salt <laughs> for me like i said the i i thought the episode kind of drifted off on those other two tangents a little bit more than i would have liked but i will say this that was a badass fight scene the one with jesse jesse and ben yeah the torture no, it guy. Was. uh-huh when he puts his headphones in yeah yeah I so the voice won't affect him right yeah because yeah jesse's like going through the entire house and he's like you stay here Right, he's, using, he's using the God voice all yeah. over the place, and then he hits this guy, and this guy takes him out, and then uh, nullifies the voice. And that fight scene was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was really... Uh, well, it was like, that guy couldn't get pulled down. That bad no. dude was like, everything he hit him with, no. he was up again. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> like, and, and, and Dominic um, did a fantastic job with the fight scene, too, because, I mean, he was in a lot of those those stunts and so forth. You could tell it was him. It wasn't a stand-in. And he was, you know, they were really tanking each other, and it was great. Um, and I loved the camera, the way the camera almost fell into the tussle with them. You know, you would lose sight of the scene and so forth for a minute because the camera was actually rolling around in the fight with them. Or the um, fact that the uh, guy that strung up right there kept getting in the middle of the fight, like a punching <laughs> the, bag. The, the dead cut guy. His arm off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He cut his arm off. He's like swinging the arm at him. Every time Jesse uses the God voice, though, I always like cringe a little bit because I'm waiting to see the the cowboy show up. And, he and I was really hoping that the cowboy would show up in the middle of that fight scene. Mm, mm, mm. That would have been good. He did in the bike lane coming over the bridge. He's walking over in the bike lane. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll tell you this, though, Stu, you know, when that fight's going on, I didn't realize that the guy hanging there was actually all the way dead. Mm. And when and when uh, when uh, Ben's swinging that uh, sledgehammer around and nails him right Nails the swinging guy in the back. I went, oh no, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, but it was great. That was uh, that that's that whole fight scene uh, really picked up the show for me for the episode. Well, the funniest is that he's playing Uptown Girl while the whole thing yes, is happening. Yes, exactly. Too. That's right. God, I hate that song. <laughs> I downloaded that one for the podcast. I used to roller oh, skate to that good. song. Oh my god! <laughs> it was beautifully the beautiful placement for it though, because it's oh, such yeah. a brutal, such brutal up, fight scene. Well, it's such a right a brutal scene with such an upbeat song. Yeah, and that's I mean that kind of captures what this whole series is about, mm-hmm. just kind of the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah, and and, and the contrast. The, yeah, the contrast of the music, the happy music, and. You know, here's a guy wielding machetes, dual machetes, and, and trying to kill somebody. And Yeah. Oh, by the way, Stu, I've got to mention this to you because uh, I know how you brought this up in a while back. Um, I got in my car today to come home. First song on the radio, Come On, Eileen. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I thought you were I started laughing. Collins. I said, I guess we're going to be doing a Preacher podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah. Not Genesis. Not Genesis. No. Okay, I always thought you were going to Genesis. No. That's good. No, but I did put that at the end of the last episode. Yes, you did. That's right, because Kim did produce the last Preacher podcast after everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was no, great. Kim, Thanks. you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'll be doing this one, too, I guess. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'll be letting you do it. <laughs> Oh, let me ask you this. There was one reference. I wanted to ask you this. There was one reference in Hell. Um, the warden's on the phone. 
and she's talking about uh, who someone disappeared. Oh, right, right, right. I think it was the Saint of Killers she was talking about. Oh, interesting. He's, he's the one who disappeared. Ah, so he got, and that was his hell that he kept rel- reliving, huh? Yep, yep. Oh, good job, Scott. So the angels went down there to actually get him out of that, and that's yes. when they met him in the bar bar scene. Yes. Gotcha. Took it, got him out of hell. Yep. Man, that was good, Scott. I would have never put that Thank together. You. Thank you. I mean, I, and I don't know that, but that's what I was thinking. Well, was. I think you're pretty close, if not right on. No, that's a good point. Okay, so what about um, the singer and the guys oh. in white? Mm-hmm. That was a huge setup for the singer. It, she's like undercover, but yet she's got this history with the bartender who's handing her a drink, and she's got a history with like the people in the bar who are watching her. Yeah, it's a, it was a little weird that she's okay, some undercover person, but she yeah, yeah she definitely was in deep. If that's she the case, she had a fake baby. Yeah, she had a kid with the yep. babysitter that she paid. Uh huh. Yep. And then she challenged um, Jesse with the voice. Right. And mm-hmm. said, can you stop me from kissing you? Hell, I even thought her I even thought her uh, challenge of the guy that was trying to pick her up was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that true. was interesting yeah. when when she asked him to say what was the capital of Florida and he said it right. And she said, nope. <laughs> right. Because he hesitated. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I thought it was a great open for her. But it like, actually yeah. made me question. I was like, oh, that's Tallahassee. Yeah, that's what I said, too. I was like, Wait a minute. What? <laughs> like, what is, it ja- is it Jacksonville? Or like, yeah. So that's it. So we get the men in the white in the white van in the white coats, um, which Jesse stops with the the God voice, and uh, so we've got the we got an underground group, and you notice that they show up outside Dennis's house too. Yes. Yeah. The guy with the arrow sign. Yeah. yeah. The spinner. I loved. I loved the conversation that that Jesse and. Cassidy had about the secret society. Oh yeah, when he was talking about the lizard people. Yeah, he says, um, "What do you say?" He says, "A secret society of alien lizards who impersonate celebrities to take over the planet through popular culture." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then he was like, uh, "No, these are just guys in a white van with white suits," and he's like, and "Well, he's that like, sounds weird." <laughs> sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds weird. Yeah, no, that was good. That was well played. Yeah. I was wondering why he let her go so easily, though, because it was like that was his only lead to find God at that point. And then he was like he was trying to save her and let her go. And it was just like, what? The, why are you letting her go? That's your only lead. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at it again. But it, but I had the feeling at the time I only watched it one time. But I, but at the time, I had a feeling that he felt like he had gotten everything he could out of her. Like maybe these guys in the white coats or whatever was his next goal. Yeah, yeah, that he was he was going to get her out of harm's way and then look follow the trail of the guys in the white coats. So is she looking for God too or is she just concerned about the fact that he's got the God voice? Well, she's part of the white white coated guys and they wanted to confirm Jesse's power. Yeah, I don't know that she I mean she said his he's for real, like he has something that's for real. Uh, and right. that's why she said, we're pushing this upstairs. Mm-hmm. So there was like some group and then levels up within that group. As yeah, to- and then we've got that guy, the thin guy in the white jacket, who I don't know who that is yet. We don't know who he is, but right. he has a nameplate, Air K-Star. That's right. 
Like Hair Kenneth Star. Star. Yeah. From the Clinton. Hair K Star. Is it Hair K Star or Air? Air. Okay. Like German. Air K Star. Anybody that's scary and in a higher position has got to be German, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Which the that, that kind of leads back to Hitler. Not yeah. such a bad guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, the again back to that the silly contrasts of things. It's like, you know, like when they go back to him back in hell with Eugene. Yeah, you kind of feel bad for him. You feel bad for him because he stuck up for Eugene. Right, and, and Hitler definitely, you can tell, thinks he deserves what he got. I just I, I love this discussion. I'm sorry. About Hitler? <laughs> Hitler, you know, he You're not such a understands. Bad guy. He understands what he got. <laughs> he understands what he did was wrong. Exactly. <laughs> what is your problem, mine hair? <laughs> crazy ass show. That's awesome. <laughs> that it is. That it is. But why um, but that still doesn't explain why. Everybody at the end starts beating the shit out of Hitler. Oh, well, uh, Eugene's buying into the fact that, like, that woman told him, like, you're in hell. You better start acting like it. Uh Oh, so Hitler stuck up for Eugene, and that's why he got beat up? Well, Well, no, no, no. Hitler got beat up because Hitler is Hitler and has a reputation. And that that dude, um, what was his name? Um, Tyler or something. Tyler? Taylor? Something like that. Um, stood up to him and then and then proved him to be just a just a wimp and they kicked his ass. Yeah, he they, showed a bit you know, of weakness. They're all standing around kicking Hitler's ass. You know that's kind of cool. Um, gotcha. And then Eugene, of course, has to uh, you know he, he I think he was going to try to intervene for Hitler and then he was like uh, she already told me to act accordingly. So he jumps in too. Yeah, and starts okay. kicking his ass. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I did think that was a great line. Uh, you know, this is hell, act accordingly. Mm-hmm. That was good. But yeah, I mean, but when you think about it, it's like, well, it is Hitler. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, he mm-hmm. is—he's about to show sympathy to Hitler. It's Hitler. Mm-hmm. So that's—I yeah. mean—that's how they've twisted the storyline, which Hitler's, I think is Hitler stuck up for him. It's what the the concept of the entire comic is great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you guys want to take a break for a minute? Yes. That's right. I think I need to refill. I need chapstick. Yeah. And maybe some water. And some eye drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll be back in a minute. We're back. Kim, we're going to go with your hits. All right. My hit is the character of Dennis. Ah. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I um, Okay. It's, he's growing on me. Uh-huh. He's hilarious. He's a grumpy old man who doesn't speak English and... Refuses to speak English. I have a feeling he can speak English. He, he probably can. 
Yeah. Um, but you don't know, like, who the hell is Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where Where is this relationship? Where right. how, how did these two guys come into, into a parlay with each other? I mean... He, Right, and he's such a minor like piece of the whole puzzle, but he's he's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a grumpy French guy, which actually really is kind of like saying he's a French French guy. <laughs> exactly. um, but so, how does he get in? You know, get into uh, a relationship with a hundred uh, nineteen year old vampire from Dublin City? Right, right. and I intriguing. He makes me want to just sit down with him and Cassidy and just talk. I want to find out their story. How did you guys meet? What is your relationship like? Like Cassidy, what are you thinking? <laughs> I think I think Cassidy's responses would be a lot in the line of, "Oh, well, that's not quite right." No, I didn't really say that. You know, <laughs> I don't think he would have a whole lot to say in the conversation. <laughs> I think Dennis would mainly be ripping on him the whole time. Probably, and it would be funny. <laughs> it would be fun. So long live Dennis. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe he's a maybe he's a um, vampire too. He could be. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is some connection there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Stu, what was your hit? I had a few, <laughs> just like minor things that happen in the show, which I think is okay. the the greatest thing about the show is there's like these little eggs of mm-hmm. funny that happen. Uh, I like that uh, Tracy had a funeral playlist. Oh right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that she was trying to that is get Eugene to to do the longest uh, um, suicide note probably in history. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> I like that um, uh, when Cassidy got in an argument in the argument with um, Tulip about how he was just the uh, idiot Irish sidekick. That's right. <laughs> you just Which, treat me like the idiot Irish sidekick. Yeah, and and um, I think that was it. I think that's all I had. Just like two. Okay. Well, those are good. You said a lot. Well done, Stuart. I thought I had more. (laughs) And and the crowd went, oh. Oh, and I liked I liked the thing the thing that I didn't pick up until the very end. The one thing I, I did like was that when Tulip in the first episode. The reason the car thing was so long, and this is actually part of one of my dislikes too, mm-hmm. she was driving fifty miles an hour because she did not she want was to going get to so Orleans. slow. Right, she was stalling. Yes, to get to she New didn't Orleans. want to go there at all. And he was like, "Why are you driving so slow?" <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And so that stalled out the entire start of that thing. Scott, yours. Mine was actually the uh, Cassidy and Teddy Gunf conversation, where Cassidy started pretending that he was a producer for uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, that was so funny. I thought that was great. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a recurring role. It could be a permanent role on the show. <laughs> That's you know? true. That was this good. guy is just eating it up, you know. <laughs> Scott, you have a very good Irish accent. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. It's my... He was just there last year. True. Well, it's, I drink a lot of Irish beer. Um <laughs> It gives you an accent, whether you like it or not. Mm. But anyway, yeah, that was my hit. I love that conversation. I thought that was hilarious. Of course, you know, almost anything with Cassidy, you're going to say that's that's great. Good stuff. Kim, how about a miss? Uh, wait, actually, before you go there, I remembered what my other thing was. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm sorry. For... <laughs> I know, it's terrible. You have to edit it back in. My other final plus, mm-hmm. positive of everything, was... Mm-hmm. 
the dog. The the <laughs> the god the god dog. dog. The god dog. <laughs> I like the man and the woman that were with the god dog. Because I think, like you were saying, how they focused on his eye so much. I think it's going to come back. I think so, too. And that and that's one of those things that is, like, the, what makes this show. I love the way he growled. Yeah, he did growl. But, it, and yeah, like, they gave, like, the rates for, like, if, well, if you want to be involved, it's going to be $1,200 or... Yeah, exactly. 12000 12000 whatever. <laughs> Cassidy's back there counting his money. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, at first I was like, oh, my God, what, this is ridiculous. This has nothing to do with, but it was like, oh, you know what? It's going to come back. It's going to have some sur- yes. sort of place in this whole I, I never, I never at one point felt like it had nothing to do with it because it's that kind of show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's nothing different. It's nothing more. It's nothing different than than the uh, than the rifle association running out of the hotel with all their guns and stuff. You know, it's just that yeah. kind of absurdity, which which had its own little piece. But I think this one right. might have even more of a piece. And who knows? It might be like there. That's like someone in this Harakar thing. You know, the guy that like his association, or maybe not. Or maybe it has nothing to do with anything. You just don't know. No. You just have no idea. And I, the other thing was that that whole lead-in to them to get down there, would they go past like three different guards or maybe two different guards? And they're oh, like, yeah. all of you? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the final one, uh, Cassidy's like finally like, yeah, all of us. Before of they us. even asked. He's like, yeah. all of us. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Okay. My miss is the song Uptown Girl. Which is why I brought it up before. I have had Uptown Girl playing in my head ever since this episode aired, and it reminds me of Easy Street from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It's the worst earworm you could have. But wasn't it perfect for the scene, though? Oh, it's totally perfect for the scene. Just like Easy yeah. Street was perfect for that scene. But yeah, it's still stuck in my head. It's one of those songs that you just ugh. God. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to give it a, I'm not going to get it a negative. I mean, I think it was, uh, it was meant to be annoying. It was meant to be stupid and, and, uh, and counter, counter the scene you're seeing. Yeah, contrasting everything that's happening. Yep, yep, exactly. The negative is that it is stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and is Easy Street still stuck in your head? Yes. Just because of this conversation, Easy Street is probably stuck in your head. Yes, In it fact, is. I'm hoping it's going to get stuck in Scott's head because we're talking about it. I've got back. dueling songs in my head now. <laughs> I'm going back to uh, Come and On, Eileen. Easy I get that Street. one back in my head and I'll be all right. Come on, Eileen. You know what? When I had to research the Come On, Eileen, I actually saw the video of the, all of them in the overalls. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Now that's stuck in my head. Not just the song. Well, you remember? You remember? I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, they were interviewing. Uh, they were interviewing the actors afterwards uh, on Hartwig's show, and I think Dominic Cooper was saying, "My God, could they pick a harder song to sing?" Oh and yeah, goes, right. My right. God, the words are terrible in that. He said we could never remember the lines. <laughs> yeah, because they had to do the scene where they're singing as they're yeah, running right. away from the cops. <laughs> We used to sing that all the time when we were kids. Yes. Yeah, you think you did. You never said the actual words. I never said the actual words. You're right. We always thought it was something different. Exactly. Like, uh, what was Big Old Jet Airliner? Yeah. Because I always thought it was like Big Old Jed had a lineup. (laughs) (laughs) 
Big old Ted had a limo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I had no uh, idea what that was. <laughs> Bingo Jed had a lineup. <laughs> Big old Jed. Uh, and that was, pre- that was before fantasy football. All right. <laughs> so, Stu, what's your miss? Okay, well, well, I was leading into that. My miss was how long they stayed in that car. But I, I think that it was, <laughs> it it was because... Tulip was driving too damn slow. Yes. And yeah, and they were focused on the jazz songs and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, ah, go. Yeah, the Let's scene, was, New Orleans, the scene right. was a little bit, it was a little bit uh, fingernails on the uh, chalkboard. Chalk yeah, a little bit. And then once they get there, then they're like going to find the God and then it ends up not even being anywhere they're trying to go. And it was like, so that whole, that whole first half of that episode was kind of like, ah, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, in, in, hindsight it actually was pretty well done so that was my miss but it wasn't really a miss my miss was kind of the same kind of thing as what you're saying mine was uh the whole thing with with tulip going around in the house and you know and everybody's giving her the cold shoulder and all it just seemed like that lingered forever mm-hmm. yeah they drew they drew stuff out a bit much yeah that would that that whole thing was just kind of like oh my god let's move on we get the point She's person non gratis in this in this house right now, right? Mm-hmm. Time to move on. Anyway, that was my miss. That okay. was my miss. Good. Okay, we do have some news tonight. First is that they finally released the the premiere date for Stranger Things um, season two, and that's going to be October twenty seventh. And um, there's a cool trailer out right now on their website. October twenty seventh. Yeah. Really, man, they're drawing that out. Yeah, they are. They really are. Um, so that'll coincide with The Walking Dead being released, which we don't know when that release date is yet, but we'll find out this week, I bet, or okay. next week. But also, Emmy nominations just came out, and Stranger Things got 18 nominations, mm-hmm. which is huge. Um, is and, th- and that includes outstanding theme music, outstanding hairstyling, which I think <laughs> <Okay>. is hilarious. <laughs> um, and then a lot of the actors, of course, like Barb. Shannon Purser, the lady who plays Barb, got Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama. Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, um, got Outstanding Actress. And David Harbour, who plays this sheriff. Um, and then it is also nominated for Best Drama. Wow, that's crazy. I thought I thought it was interesting, too. I was uh, seeing on the news they were talking about the fact that um, the top gross of, of uh, Emmy nominations was um, HBO. And then second was Netflix, and then <laughs> third was NBC. Isn't that funny? Netflix is wow. just going yeah. gangbusters. Um, and also our show, uh, Westworld. Oh yeah, they really got a nomination well. too. Hmm. Yes, Westworld's got they nominated. Got a lot. Got a, they got a lot of nominations. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's got a real good chance of winning a lot of the stuff too, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So. Actually, I think they're up against Stranger Things for best drama, aren't they? Yeah, I think Maybe? they're gonna. I think they'll take Stranger Things. On the drama one on that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think they probably will, too. I would agree with Scott on that. <laughs> it's it's very surprising. I mean, Stranger Things, when you first started watching, I was like, I don't know about this. It's a little weird. Yeah, I was I was a little bit the same way. I it was, was actually, it was really well one. done. It's really well done. Well, that's because you didn't grow up in the 80s so much. Like, you're two years behind me, but you're still... Like, you don't associate with the 80s like I do. What the hell are you talking about? 
You don't seem like yeah, that. Yeah, what is. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, that was like my life. Stranger okay. Things was my life. Not, okay. I mean, minus the like you know, it government agencies like and ago. stuff like that. Anyways. Mm. Step um, off, chick. <laughs> <laughs> Step off, George. Step off. It has also been a very sad week for the family of The Walking Dead. Um, we have yet another tragedy. John Bernecker, a veteran stuntman for The Walking Dead, fell today when they were filming, and um, he fell 30 feet onto a concrete floor and suffered severe head injuries. And just as we were starting to podcast tonight, starting to record, we got word that he actually did pass away. So um, very sad, and our thoughts are with everybody. Was he on site in Sonoy? He was, yeah. They wow. shut, they shut down production, and they're not sure when they're going to open production again because, of course, they have to investigate what happened. Um, but yeah, well, really our bad. prayers go out for his family. Yeah, yeah man, that's a shame. Um, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Logan, the the mm-hmm. recent yeah. movie Logan, um, and Hunger Games, and Twenty Four. He's been in a lot. So you said he was like thirty six years old. Yeah, he was young. Wow. I don't know his exact date, but it was somewhere in, he was in his thirties. So that's a shame. Yeah. Very sad. So and that's it for the news. That's it for the news. Well, next week on Preacher, which is season two, episode five, Dallas, Jesse learns of Tulip's secret relationship. We discover more about Jesse and Tulip's past and the darker side of Jesse. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to see more about that. Uh, what was that? The bank robbery? Yeah, I think we're going to be flashing back to what their relationship used to be before. Oh, and what was the guy? What was the guy that they ended up dealing, taking care of that took off on him? What was his name? Do you remember? Oh, the guy that took off in the car? Uh, Raul. Was it Raul or something like that? Something like that. God, I can't remember. He was remember a Hispanic that. guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure we'll find some more, more stuff on him, too. Yes. Do you think Jesse knows Victor? Um... He may know Victor by reputation. I don't know. Hmm. Victor Victor sounds like a pretty big mover and shaker in New Orleans. So. Yeah, he does. So, Okay, well, thanks for listening to the Fear Me podcast, everyone. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. You can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We love emails, so please send us some more. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night. She treats me like a king